Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. I had a lot of fun in this episode. We talked about, about the Tokyo Game Show, gave some memories on that. Um, talked about one wild night I had drinking with、uh, my mentor.、Um, I dropped a couple of gems on you know, how to go out drinking with, and eating with Japanese people. We talked about,、um, what else did we talk about? We talked about、uh, sake a, a bit. And you know, I gave you one nice recommendation for that if you ever go to a Japanese style restaurant here in Japan. And finally, I gave you a couple of quick、uh, movie recommendations. Had a great time doing it. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please click the link, listen to it, comment, like, share. Please remember to give it a listen. Tell me what you think. Enjoy, you guys. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode number two of Japan According to Akio. Thank you guys for watching this time. Wherever you're listening, if it's SoundCloud, if it's iTunes, wherever I can get it online, or wherever else I can just shove this thing online, thanks for listening.、Um, and let's get into it. So, tonight, tonight, we're in another rainy day、um, here in Yokohama, the suburbs of Tokyo.、Um, as you, if you've listened to the previous episode, you know my name's Akil. I've been in Japan since 2004, married, have a beautiful son, a beautiful wife, and I'm, a, you know, a scrapping and scraping small business owner and English teacher here in Japan since 2004. Japan since 2004 is my, like, personal. Motto, if you will.、Um, yeah, so again, this podcast is, you know, a lot of、um, everyday information inside, taking you behind the curtain of what life really is like in Japan from someone who's lived here、uh, for going up for, you know, coming up on 13 years now.、Uh, again, I'm 35 years old. I've spent、um, pretty much, yeah, my whole adult life here, right? Since I was a college graduate.、Um, I gave the rundown pretty much in the previous episode, so I'm not going to get too deep into it. We're just going to jump into things. Again, the format that we have as of right now、um, is I'm going to、uh, talk about a topic which I pulled up from current events here going on in Japan. Japan. Shout out to Japan Times for giving me a little bit of inspiration. Just scrolled through, found an article、um, that is something I can just kind of speak on a bit. And、um, I'm going to branch off. Of course, the conversation is going to go wherever it goes, but use that as kind of my guide. Then, from my Instagram,、um, then we're going to jump to my Instagram, which is again, Akil, A K I at, sorry, at A K I L dot W A T S O N. That's at Akil dot Watson on Instagram.、Um, please give me a follow, give me a like.、Um, If you want to follow my Twitter, you can. I'm not really on there that much.、Um, just my day is limited right now. I'm just juggling stuff. But I'll give you Twitter just because、um, it's Akil, A K I L, underscore Watson, W A T S O N, underscore J P.、Um, please give me a follow. Give me something. Like, I'm just surprised if anybody follows me on there.、Um, honestly, I'm not on Twitter that much. Really, Instagram's my focus right now. Facebook's my focus right now.、Um, I have two accounts on both, really, one for English study. Um, material for Japanese people, and the other one is kind of this type of material. So I'm just getting started, just getting a feel for it. So please bear with me. You know, I'm not tech savvy. I got a son, I got a job. I'm trying to make this happen. It's just a process. So 
just work with me okay um but yeah so um i i really want to get to the point where i can you know set up you know probably in the next few days or a week set up an email address and I'll, i'll give that out any questions people have um can go ahead and fire them away um but as of right now i'm just trying to record 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 um get stuff out there um you know i'm trying to stick to once a week um but you know again i have my job my company stuff um you know English study materials I'm trying to make as well. Pretty much I'm up until like one, two o'clock in the morning working almost seven days a week. That's the truth, you know, but got to keep these dreams alive. I got to keep these dreams alive. <laughs> if you didn't hear the last episode, you're going to hear me singing way off key uh, from time to time. I only have half my shirt off tonight. Last time I had my full shirt off, but this time I got it halfway. Um, so anyway, um, let's not waste time with that meaningless banter if you will and let's get into some slightly less meaningful banter (laughs) okay so um here's what i got right um if you don't know today you know i just pulled up japan times um and today i'm recording as of what is today september 22nd the evening of september friday september 22nd 2017 and what what is on the docket is the Tokyo Game Show. Um, the Tokyo Game Show is um, happening this weekend. I think what well, yes started yesterday, and yesterday and today are the business days. It's open to the public tomorrow, which is Saturday and Sunday. Um, and yeah, so I just pulled up you know a few pictures, and I wanted to share a few memories of that. You know, I am a retired gamer if you will um you know gaming really hard my whole life from like nintendo's you know i was a sega genesis kid but you know later i got into super nintendo a bit uh, playstation 1 playstation 2 playstation 3 and then about playstation 3 i kind of called it quits and was like okay let me try and focus on my company and stuff like that so you know still a gamer at heart got love for the gaming community um but you know it's just way too advanced for me right now. I gotta kind of focus, but, but, but I always love. I still sneak and watch like gaming videos and stuff like that every now and then. Um, anyway, the Tokyo Game Show is you know similar to E3. You know the big um, gaming uh, shows around the world, and this is just the one for Japan. And it's a you know I used to go. I remember. Um, about shit it's been almost 10 years now um around 10 years ago when like you know playstation 3 was coming out um that was you know that was like the big event me and my friends at the time went to um we you know we basically just you know load up on alcohol and um go to the head to the game show play games drunk watching games drunk you know acting a damn fool at the game show um you know it, it was fun of course um and the the main thing is, so the reason why i bring this up right um is because again another small insight into life in japan a couple of things that strike me which i can kind of expand on the first thing 
is drinking in public, right?、Um, that is kind of one thing I really enjoy about Japan the fact that you can drink in public. Hoo hoo hoo! In America, of course, that's a big no no. You're going to jail if you crack in a Budweiser. Oh, I ain't drinking Budweiser. Hey, if you drink Budweiser, cool. I ain't drinking that. That's just the first thing that popped into my mind. But if you crack in a Corona or a Heineken or something like that, you know, or Guinness, my, my family's Caribbean, that's what we're drinking.、Um, You know, in public, walking down the street, the police are gonna stop you. But in Japan, you can do your thing, right? So, you know, it, it's perfectly fine to like walk down the street, you know, if, if you're on the weekend, you know, going out with your friends or something like that. It's totally cool to just like, you know, hey, let's buy some beers, either stand in front of the store or go where we're going on our way, going to where we're going to have a few drinks. Now, here's the caveat to that.、Um, I'm getting a little sidetracked. We'll get back to the game show in a minute, don't worry. Here's the, here's the caveat to that, actually. It's kind of rude to drink on the train. You know,、um, I've done it. I, you know, I have done it.、Um, but it, especially a crowded train, I wouldn't advise on drinking on the train. It just, you know, takes up people's personal space.、Um, the smell of alcohol is there, whatever. It's just a little bit of an uncomfortable situation for Japanese people in general. There is a loophole to this, though. Let me give you the loophole, right? Here's what you do. If you want to be the polite foreign person, First point, these are the rules of, of, of drinking on the train in Japan. Point one, keep your voice down, okay?、Um, the train in, in Tokyo, especially you know, in Japan in general, is very quiet.、Um, people are not making a lot of noise. People are not talking on their phones. People are not really you know, raising their voice. They got a lot of bass in their voice. Put some bass in your voice when you're on the train in Tokyo, in Japan, okay?、Um, that's really good manners. No eating, of course.、Um, and. Drinking again is okay if you do it this way. You gotta take a handkerchief and wrap it around your drink. If you do that, a plastic bag is another acceptable substitute, right? But a handkerchief looks really dignified. Like it looks like you're, you're making a concerted effort to kind of not bother people. If you, if you, um, I can't remember if I said that. On the previous podcast or my Instagram、um, or one of my blog posts. But, you know, one of the important things about Japan is、um, appearing, yeah, I think it was a blog post, appearing not to、uh, bother people, right? Making the appearance that you're, that you're not、um, bothering people, annoying people, or just, you know, being a public nuisance, right? So,、um, drinking, here's, this is, I'm giving you a, Inside the Japanese mind. I'm, I'm talking from the Japanese frame of reference, okay?、Um, my take on the Japanese frame of reference. If I'm wrong, Japanese people, please let me know. But how I see and perceive things here is, you know, by drinking on the train, you are being a, a bit of a nuisance, a bit of a spectacle. Again, there's the smell of alcohol. You can possibly be rowdy. You're not doing kind of common things, right? You're doing something out of the ordinary if you're drinking on the train. So, by covering your drink and keeping kind of a down key, kind of a low key demeanor on the train, you're not drawing attention to yourself, which lets the other people riding the train ride the train in peace. And, you know, makes it seem like even though you're drinking, you're doing it with a bit of dignity, a bit of manners, a bit of consideration for the other people on the train, which is cool. But on the other hand, if you're loud, drunk, yelling with your friends, having a bunch of fun, you know, people, no one's going to say anything to you, but you look like a jackass, pretty much. That's just the way it is. So, my advice is if you're going to drink, 
wrap our handkerchief around your drink and then you're cool so which brings me oh and again let me I'm, I'm recording this on my phone let me turn it on airplane mode so that no one calls me no one really calls me anyway but let me just make sure that doesn't happen um okay so um back to the game show right the reason why i brought that up is because you can drink you can't you're not really supposed to drink in the game show but i remember when i went with my friends we got freaking wasted <laughs> and that was like you know at the time and you know in my 20s like you know go out with your friends load up a backpack full of drinks and spend the whole day wandering around the game show playing games and stuff now the interesting another interesting thing is um you know i'm 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 wondering how deep i should go into this but you know security one okay whatever i'll talk about it um Security checks in Japan is something I would like to see stepped up quite a bit, actually. Um, you know, there is kind of like and when in America, man, if you're going through like a security checkpoint, they checking you down. You know what I'm saying? Like open your bag, what's in here, what's in your pockets, what's it what's this, what's this, what's this, huh? Huh? What's this, right? In Japan it's not really like that. It's a quick glance inside your bag, oh, 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 okay, and then you're gone. Like, you know, um, they're not at this point in time i hope it gets a little bit tighter but um you know they're not really going to hold people up again inconvenience japanese people in general by you know randomly patting you down all the way to your you know to your boxer shorts <laughs> it's just not gonna happen so what that meant was at that time going into the game show there wasn't any drink supposed to be brought in there but, you know, shove a whole bunch of beers underneath a t-shirt. No one's really going to check too deep. They're just going to open your bag, look in there. You know, if they don't see anything, fine. And if they do see some beer poking out, they kind of pretend not to see it and just let you go anyway. All right. So, so we would just go in there with like, you know, six drinks a piece and then just spend the whole day get going buck wild. Um, you know, um, I'm sure like, you know, if you haven't been to a large game show, um, and you come to Japan and you are a gamer, I would recommend trying to line things up to the end of September. I think it is the last week in September every year, but I'm not sure. Again, I haven't been for like at least seven years. Um, again, this is, I'm talking PlayStation 3 days, um, you know, but... Um, it, it, I remember having an awesome time every time I went. Um, you know, uh, it, it's it, Tokyo Big Site, which is... Um, I'm not sure if it's technically in Tokyo, but it's it's just a huge space, lots of different halls. Um, everyone's really polite, you know. Um, of course, you got the game show girls, and you got the whole shebang bang. And <laughs> I just got a flashback. I remember too, like whenever you had like the idols going on and um, on stage and performing, you always had like a lot of like otaku people with like huge cameras zooming the fuck in man like on every crevice like getting in every snap of flesh that they can get that was always interesting to see you know made me feel a little bit creeped out but um i wasn't the one snapping pictures with fucking camera you know so it really didn't bother me that much i was like hey do your thing but, um, yeah, definitely check out the game show if you're coming to Japan, you are a gamer, you know, you're thinking about coming here, line it up in September, just check it every year, um, check out the timing, definitely, it is in September every year, um, I think it is the last weekend in September here, lots of fun, 
I always had a blast during that time when I was going. Um, so now, let's go. <laughs> I got to tell you guys a story. Oh, my gosh. Because this week was kind of crazy for me. Um, these past few days. Like, if today's my day off. But if you heard me um, on my previous podcast, I was, like, drinking. Uh, let me actually drink from the same Chicago glass. Hmm. Mm. I got some water today. I'm not really drinking alcohol because um, I've been out of it for the past couple of days. Because, fucking hell, man. Like, Wednesday, I went out with, like, um, one of my mentors. Um, guy in the restaurant industry. He's, like, actually just a year older than me. But really successful in the restaurant industry. He's been at it for, like, 10 years here. You know, really hungry. Really wants to... Um, he's, like, part of the new wave of restaurant tours here in Japan. He's really doing big things. And, you know, he really inspired me to kind of, you know, chase my dreams, chase my goals. Um, met him by chance. I, I was his teacher. Got to become friends with him. And so, um, you know, um, I just messaged him randomly, randomly a few weeks ago. He was like, hey, come out and drink. So, um, I'm going to give you, take, again, take you behind the curtain. Um, this is another important, um, somewhere blended in this crazy drunken story <laughs> is, um, I think, some, some gems that might help you dealing with Japanese people drinking situations in Japan. Um, and we'll talk about that before we move on to um, Instagram a bit. But here we go. So, what happened was, on Wednesday, you know, he invited me out to hang with him and his um to hang out with him you know um he we hadn't met this year um we he kind of stopped our english lessons this year he wanted to focus on his company i thought it was a good idea because i need to kind of focus on what i'm doing a bit more um and you know um we kind of linked up whenever we have the chance we hadn't linked up this year yet but he you know he was like hey come on let's hang out so i was like cool awesome so you know, we went, he, he, he told me the place, you know, it was, uh, um, one of his restaurants in Shinjuku. Um, if you want to check, if you're, if you're here, it's, I love the food there. It's this place called Himonoya. Himono, H-I-M-O-N-O-Y-A. Himonoya. Um, which is kind of aged, Himono is, um, aged fish. You know, it sounds, it might sound, it's fucking dope, um, and that his his place specializes in that. So um, anyway, um, they have a chain of them all over Tokyo. But there's one in, there's one in Shinjuku, and so we went there. Um, and um, what ended up happening was um, he some of his other people, like former staff members, um, who they went off and they have their own like restaurants and things like that. They were there, and, you know, he was like, yeah, they're going to be here, there. But he didn't tell them I was coming. That's the thing. So, you know, <laughs> I sh- that's just his personality. I mean, he's, he's really funny like that. I mean, good funny like that, like just kind of wild like that. So I show up, and I'm thinking, like, okay, you know, I understand the situation. Like, if you're going to a drinking party with a, lot of, a large group of Japanese people, you're the only foreign person there, there's kind of certain way of handling the situation successfully which i'm gonna get into in a bit um but when i got there everyone was just like uh what the fuck is going on you know because there's this like tall black dude coming in here and just like smiling and you know he's like hey what's up <laughs> and everyone's like eh, eh, eh. like that's kind of a um that that sound is a very surprised sound like eh, it's really like what the fuck kind of sound in japanese so 
That's all you hear. And, you know, どういうことどういうこと Like, what the fuck is going on? And, um, and, yeah, so he's like, oh, yeah, it's my friend Akil, hey. And I'm just like, okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm very comfortable in those, in those type of situations. So, you know, I had no trouble settling in, but it took a while for everyone to kind of warm up to me. And I'll tell you, like, I was thinking about this today when, we, when I was going out with my family, how I would really, like, um, give some advice again i want to give some advice to kind of help anyone coming to japan living here in japan thinking about coming to japan i want to help you you know adjust and adapt and give you some again drop some gems on you that i wish were dropped on me and the nomikai you know um the nomikai is a drinking party um uh a drink drinking party here in japan is really really important if you really want to get along with or get to know people Um, the reason why is because generally, you know, Japanese people are very conservative, right? And people don't really like let their guard down in everyday life. But when you're drinking, it's a real, it's a real chance for people to kind of show their real personality, get cut loose a bit, and, you know, um, and, you know, let their guard down really. And so being able to flow with people in the group during a nomikai, a drinking party, really opens up the relationship with them. You know, it happens in business, it happens in school life, in college life here. It's just, I think, a really important, you know, family life as well, like, you know, drinking with my, my in-laws, like, that's just a really important kind of part of society. If you're not a drinker, you know, I'm not trying to push you to, like, you gotta drink to be accepted here in Japan. That's not the truth. But if you are a drinker, you know, and you do drink, um, That will help you get in with a group, you know. And but you gotta know the you gotta know the rules. You gotta know the motherfucking rules, okay? <laughs> so I'm about to give you the motherfucking rules, or my version of the motherfucking rules. Like, okay, <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, I was thinking about this today, like how I'm gonna um set this up. And um, the first thing I want you to know, I got no notes by the way. I'm just going off the dome. I'm just freestyling this, but. Um, so, you know, but the first thing I'll tell you is the biggest difference between drinking with, um, Japanese people and drinking with foreign people is you got the number one thing you got to think about the group, right? It's not about you. It's about the group. It's all about group harmony. And it's a really interesting dynamic because, you know, you, if, if you do it correctly, your job is to take care of everyone else in the group, right? And everyone else is doing the same. So it's all kind of like a team effort to make everything, everyone have fun, make everyone, you know, feel comfortable, make everyone have like drink, food, eat a lot, drink a lot, loosen up, things like that. If you're not doing that, you stand out like a fucking sore thumb. And no one's, and especially being a foreign person, you know, I'm taking it for granted that, that people listening to this are going to be foreign people. You being the foreign person, no one's going to say anything to you. No one's going to be like, yo, what the fuck is you doing? Why aren't you helping out? But, you know, you get that strike against you. It's like, okay, you don't get it. You know, check. Okay, fine. You know, and you get put in a category. And, and again, I, I think I talked about it in that last, my last podcast, you know, you get the pillow treatment, right? People will want to help you, but they're not going to really bring you into the group or accept you as like kind of one of them or a person who gets it, right? You, you don't get it. You're just like, okay, you're, you're the foreign person here and you don't really get it. So, fine we'll we're, you're cool but you're not really down like that so but if you really do get it 
you sh- you know you shine that way. That's what I wanted to say. In Japan, like think about it like this: the spotlight's gonna be on you always, everywhere you go. You know, this is one thing I really learned. Everywhere I go, there's gonna be a spotlight on me. You know, because I'm not Japanese. So it's and especially because I'm black. Like so, as soon as I step into a place, I stand out even more. You know, like. If I'm on the train, like way across the pl- the train, like oh, there's a black guy over there, you know, like it's just a lot easier to see, a lot easier to notice. So there's always going to be a spotlight on you. You can either have that spotlight be a positive or a negative. It's your choice, really, you know. And to make it be a positive, you really have to understand the Japanese way of doing things and catch on to that. If you can, if you can do that. You know, and you really pick up on how to do that, then it looks even better on you. It's like, wow, he gets it, she gets it. Okay, we can really, you know, um, even if it's not perfect, but like we can kind of relax. We don't have to worry so much and walk on eggshells around this person. And that's the most important thing about Japanese people, right? It's just being comfortable. You know, anything like unknown, anything unpredictable, anything unusual. People kind of clam up, right? So you, your job, you want to make people relax and open up as much as possible. In a drinking party, how you do that? I'll give you some specifics. For example, um, a big thing: pouring drinks for for other people. You know, uh, and wait before that. Let me say this: um, a lot of the behavior is going to be completely opposite of what you would do in probably. I'm just going to, for example, in America, in Western countries.、Um, Because you know we're more like independent individual society in the West. In Japan, is a lot more group oriented. You know,、um, so you got to kind of you know again you got when in Rome, right? You got to do as the Romans do, and you got to switch your thinking quite a bit to really deal with those situations. So, with that said, pouring drinks for people is a huge fucking thing here. Like you know, what I'm saying if the person next to you has an empty glass, you fucked up. Basically, you know what I'm saying. Like if they, you are on the lookout for everyone in your proximity, what they're drinking, are they low? Do you need something else? Okay, are you good? You know what I'm saying. Like I'll, I'll, I'll order you what you want. Like here's the menu. Like you gotta be like that. And people are doing the exact same thing for you. So you don't really have to feel like, oh fuck, I'm just like you know being a flunky here. Like no, like people are doing the exact same thing for you, whether you pick up on it or not. That's what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to like turn around. Next thing you know, like oh shit, there's another beer right here. Oh fuck, great, thanks. But if you just like thinking, cool, everyone's so nice. Everyone know is judging. Like okay. You know, yeah, well, I don't mind keep giving you, but you you don't have that. You you know, you're not cognizant of that, and it says something about your character, right? It says you're not really, you're not really up on other people, right? You're you're not aware.、Uh, you know, I, I can't think of the, the exact word I'm going to say, but. You know,、um, you're not as you're not that considerate, right? That's what it says about you. Yeah, is is you're not that considerate because you're not constantly considering other people, and that's like a really big character、um, trait、uh, in Japan, right? To be very considerate of other people in the group. Again, manners, right? So that's one thing. Drinks, food,、uh, dishes is another thing, right? Like if there's empty dishes around, things like that, clean the motherfuckers up, stack them up, make some more space. You know, organize shit so that the table looks neat. You know, and so that like the waiter or waitress can take away stuff, make some space. Like you know, if the person next to you has a bunch of fucking dishes, empty dishes jumbled up, and they can barely put their fucking、uh, forearms on the table, like you know, and you just sitting over there chilling, like 
that's not cool in Japan. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, take the time. Like, oh, shit, like, there's a bunch of empty clay. Let me let me clean these up. Let me stack these up. You know, because in the midst of, again, while we're drinking, like, and we're, yeah, we're all having fun. But if I take some time out to really make our group space kind of a bit more organized, that says a lot about me. And it says that I care about making everyone else in the group more comfortable. And people pick up on that. Then no one's going to say anything like, oh, shit, he picked up the fucking hot chop sticks damn he, this is my man no one's gonna be like that no one's gonna say anything but over the course of the evening over the course of time that's you know when people are comfortable around you in japan like if you really have been around japanese people and you, you know what i'm saying like people go and relax and let their guard down and that's what happened at this drinking party you know i i know understand what i need to do i'm comfortable speaking in japanese and you know of course some of the people tried to play a few jokes on me i was telling my mother-in-law and my wife this it was kind of funny because i'm i'm such a like you know i'm like a hey everything i'm i roll with it like everything uh, that's another thing rolling with it okay I got, I got one more for you rolling with it is very very important you gotta be able to fucking roll with some shit right like <laughs> Um, I think this is probably the biggest thing, right? And I think if you really, if you really break it down, like the, the other two tips I gave you, they all really come down to rolling with the situation, right? Like, um, for example, like, um, okay, like if you food choices, food selections, right? If you like, yo, I just want to eat pasta. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck that. I'm eating pasta. And everyone's like, okay, we're going to have some rice and some fish. Nah, I'm all, I'm all about this pasta life. Then you're not rolling with the group. you just separating yourself from the fucking group. Like, you're going to have to, you know what I'm saying? You're going to have to make those type of sacrifices. Eat some fucking pasta on your own time. It's more like looking around like, okay, whatever everyone want. Oh, how about this? Judging everything. Uh, you know, or just let the people order and be cool with whatever comes. You don't have to eat everything. You know, try some shit. Like, open up, you know, open up to new horizons and stuff if you don't have, like, a food allergy situation or a religious situation, you know, um, that's cool, but just let people know beforehand, but, um, and they'll accommodate you. But, you know, if you just like, nah, fuck that, I'm just in the mood for some pasta right now, you know, then you're just looking like an asshole, you know. So, in my case, what happened was, for example, um, the other night, yeah, I'm, I'm at dinner and, you know, the dude behind my back, like, they kind of wanted to, you know, play a little joke on me. So, I guess what happened was, like, there was a bowl of rice or something in it. I really didn't see because we, we were drinking at that time pretty pretty heavily. And, um, yeah, it was, like, I guess some natto, which is fermented beans, um, and some wasabi with some rice. You know, I guess it was a lot in there. And so the dude was like, open up a kill. And he just, like, kind of sh- shoved the, the, the big spoon of it in my mouth. And, you know, I'm like, okay, cool. Don't. And... What he didn't know is, my family's from the Caribbean. We eat spicy food all the fucking time. I like I like natto actually, you know. But he didn't know that. So you know, like I, he, you know, the perception is foreign people aren't really you know used to that. And I guess maybe I was one of the first foreign people he was around, especially a black person. So uh, he's kind of like a bigger dude, like you know, kind of like fucking with people a bit. So you know, I just like I'm. I'm like chewing like oh okay cool because it was actually pretty good like <laughs> you know I wasn't like faking like you know I'll keep it real with him keep it funky with him like I was like oh shit that's pretty good you know and then he was like is wasabi okay 
I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, natto okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I love natto. And then, like, my friend, he was like, yeah, he likes natto. He's like fucking, he's like a Japanese person. And then, dude's face just lit up, and he was like, I like you. You know, and he just gave me a pound, and after that, we were cool, you know, because I could roll with it, you know. And, you know, then, you know, the, the fucking, my friend, he's like really, really strong drinker you know i haven't been drinking that much that's what i was trying to practice before and man so we were just pounding fucking i mean it got stupid so um of course what ends up happening is i'm like having a blast until i'm not having a blast so we go <laughs> you know we're at the first place we're having fun laughing telling jokes just drinking a ungodly amount of alcohol like you you would if you would have seen the scene you would have been like Holy shit, that's fucking stupid. But, um, you know, having a great time. And I knew what I signed up for. I know, like, what I'm getting myself into. And so we go hop in a van or something when it's there. We go somewhere else. Uh, at this point, I'm starting to fade out, really. My memory is starting to fade out. We go to the other place. And then I start throwing up on the street. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man, it's pretty bad. So, but of course, like, we're all laughing about it. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm like half, like, passed out, half, like, yeah, going all crazy. Because, you know, that's kind of how that crew rolls. So, um, some fucking how I get my way home. But, you know, that's another thing um, that, that. Is an indication of Japan. Again, I was in Shinjuku. I don't recommend doing that in Shinjuku, you know, but, um, you know, and, and I don't, don't normally get like that, you know, but, you know, there's, it says something that, you know, I could really be like in a bad shape in the middle of the night and make my way home by myself without getting fucking robbed, without getting jumped on, without getting, you know, having to really watch my back, because, you know, I, I would, if I wasn't back home, that would have been f food for somebody, like, I already know it, like, you know, like, because I was totally incapacitated, and you see people like that here, uh, on a regular basis, you know, um, by themselves, men and women, um, you know, on their way home after drinking with people, things like that, and guess what? They're going to be really, really fucking drunk sometimes, especially on the weekend. But it says, you know, you one one thing might be like, oh, that's fucked up. But on the other side, if you really think about it, if you're not harming anyone, generally speaking, you know, it's kind of safe enough where you don't have to really feel afraid or worried or concerned about something bad happening to you, you know, on the late night. Generally speaking, of course, everything's not perfect here. And I'm not trying to say, like, just go ahead and do that and feel like, la, 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 like, whatever. Please still be, have some awareness and street smarts about you. But generally, that's not something that I think about. That's not on my radar, you know, um, when I go out. I generally don't go out and get that fucking drunk. Like, you know, um, you know, maybe like once or twice a year. I think generally when I'm hanging with this dude. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but, you know, um that you know for me that that's a real comfort factor knowing like the next day i can be like whoo fuck like i feel like shit but i'm happy like i could get home and i have no worries and again i've never had any problems going out being drunk having anything happen any situation you know like that um and and again i was in shinjuku i was near kabukicho which is like not the you know for me like probably one of the shadiest parts of tokyo kabukicho is you know you can just google it i'm pretty sure like some one of the we were talking about games earlier one of the freaking yakuza games um if you check like the yakuza games 
that's really set in Kabukicho, you know, which is, um, of course, it's not that bad in real life, but, you know, like, though, that's like the kind of the notorious for being like the shady, one of the shadiest parts here. Like, you know, I don't really enjoy going there. Um, it just so happened his, his, his place was there, you know, his place isn't shady at all, you know, um, and I, I see, like, there's a lot of tourist travelers that go there. You know, you, if you go there, you stay there, I think you'll be fine. You know, me personally, living in Tokyo, I like to stay uh, other places. My area, I generally like southern Tokyo, eastern Tokyo, you know, Shibuya, uh, Shinagawa. Now I'm a little bit older, Jiyugaoka, Ginza. Um, maybe, you know, Harajuku is, like, the furthest west I like to go. You know, I don't really hang out in Shinjuku or Ikebukuro or stuff like that so much. Not knocking those areas is just not my vibe. I'm more like like more of like the chill type shit. So so anyway, you know, that's kind of um the rundown of what happened. Again, I won't get into all the details, but it was pretty fucking bad. Like <laughs> you know, the next day I was like hurting so bad. I honestly I threw up like eight times. Like it was it was rough. But, you know, it was all good fun. I was so happy to see him and just spend some time with a with a friend, a mentor, you know, um got a few gems from him as well. And just seeing how he deals with his people and stuff like that. It was really, really good. You know, inspirational and motivational as well. Um, so that's that from for, for that. Um, I'm kind of gonna continue. So now I'm gonna now I'm gonna move on, move on, move on to Instagram, right? And um, again, um, you know, since I, I'm thinking, you know, Tokyo Game Show, um, my incidents, you know, my drinking and getting fucking belligerent, and here I'm kind of going with the alcohol theme this episode. You might get a feel for that. And um, for my Instagram post, if you check it out, um, again, at A-K-I-L dot W-A-T-S-O-N, at Akil dot Watson on Instagram, um, a post I did, like, uh, I think about a month ago, was about uh, Masuzake. Yeah, which, um, you know, I love Japanese sake. It's so fucking delicious. Like, um, I never really drank sake before I came to Japan, but... um, yeah, after coming here, it really, really, you know, I mean, it's just good shit, man. Like, you know, the quality of it is really dope. Like, I think I had sake one time in America and it was fucking crap, you know, but after coming here and actually tasting real sake, um, it's just my shit. So, um, there's generally, let me give you a little background on sake if you don't know, if you are a drinker. There's two general types of sake. Um, there's, uh,. Amakuchi and Kalakuchi, which is sweet sake and dry sake. Um, and there's a lot of different grades. I'm not too schooled on it. I, I used to be, you know, again, I used to drink a lot more, so I was a lot more schooled on it. I kind of forgot a lot of shit that I used to know. Um, but for me, the only advice I'll give you, Yaya Kalakuchi, which is like kind of dry sake, is, I think, the sweet spot of sake, right? It, it, it's a little bit dry, you know, it, but still really fucking smooth, and you can just drink that shit all night. Um, it's dope. So if you come to Japan, you know, if, you, if you're at an izakaya, just ask for some yaya kalakuchi, and you'll be set, you know, and whatever they recommend, it'll probably be fucking dope. So, um, but back to my Instagram post, um, what we, what I did was, um, Basically, you know, I talked a little bit about Masuzake, which I had no idea existed before I came here. But um, it, what it is, basically, is sometimes when you go out to drink uh, sake, what, what will happen is there's a small... If You might have seen it before. Um, 
You can, I'm sure you can Google it if you want to. It's a small, what is this? It's a small box. Um, generally pine, I think. Generally pine. But um, they have other materials sometimes. But anyway, it's a small fucking box, right? That's an important point. And there's a sake glass that gets put inside that, right? So what happens is it's fucking cool. It's fun as shit. Because people pour sake into the glass and then let it overflow into the fucking box. And then it fills up the fucking box. So you got a box of fucking sake and a glass of fucking sake right there. And it's fucking fun as shit. So how to drink it. Of course, drink the glass first. Then, boom, you got the leftover sake in the cup. And it's like, oh, it's Christmas. You know, it's like fucking, you know, buy one, get one free tube socks kind of thing. It's like, shit, man, there's more fucking tube sock alcohol for days. So, it's dope. Um... Another thing you'll do if you're around Japanese people, you might, uh, you know, I got put onto this. Traditionally, take a little pinch of salt, put it on one of the corners of that bad boy, and then drink it. You know, um, yeah, that helps it. You know, the flavors just mix, and it's just like, oh, oh, it's love, man. You know, and especially, like, if, yeah, if Japanese people see you do that, they'll be like, oh, shit, what you know about that? Like, you know, um, you'll definitely get some props for that. Like, it's, honestly, it's really good. Um, I love it. Um, you know, uh, not all izakayas have it, uh, to be honest with you. So it's not like a standardized kind of thing. Um, but if you, you, if you go out with a Japanese friend or something like that, you can just ask them like, Hey, does this place have masuzake? If they do give it a try, it is, it's a fun way to drink, you know, it, um, sake, you, you feel like a fucking samurai doing it. Like you like, Oh shit, I'm in, I'm in the fucking Last Samurai right now, Tom Cruise is like on my left and I'm fucking Ken Watanabe. You know, like that's how you feeling. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that, that's pretty much my, um, number one thing. There was one more tip. Ah, I remember. I just remember. Um, so we're coming up on the 40 minute mark and we're, I'm gonna let you guys go pretty soon. But before I do, I wanted to, um, this actually is not related to alcohol. Surprise! A topic not related to alcohol. <laughs> um, um, I was thinking today, um, you know, just flashing back about when I was coming to Japan or before I lived here. And some movies that were kind of inspirational or, you know, educational or, you know, um, watching them before and after coming here that I think give some, you know, um, tips or clues or, you know, some indication of what life here is like. And two movies popped up into my head. I wanted to get three. I was thinking about doing a list, but I was like, eh, fuck that. Like, I, you know, we went to Costco today, and I, I was away. I hadn't, didn't get enough sleep. I had a fucking headache. But anyway, like, no excuses. Like, you know, I feel better now. My wife and them, they get, let me take a nap, so I'm recovered. But um, anyway, um, two movies that I think will really help you out, um, you know, understanding... Japan are Lost in Translation and Mr. Baseball. Um, let me talk about them a little bit more um, and what I got from them, you know, watching them. I've watched both of them before and after coming to Japan, and they kind of gave me a, a few aha moments, a few insights, you know, and that I thought was quite interesting. So, first one, um, Lost in Translation. Um, if you haven't seen this fucking movie and you're interested in Japan, kill yourself. <laughs> Not literally, but fucking kill yourself. Because um, it's, you know, um, for me, I, and I tell Japanese people as well. I recommend this movie for Japanese people if they want to understand 
what it feels like for foreign people visiting Japan for the first time, that movie really summarized it a lot for me. You know, it came out, I think, in 2003 or 2004, because I remember because、um, if you're not familiar with this movie and you're a little bit younger,、um, just Google it. Um, Scarlett Johansson's in it. It's one of her first movies. You know, she's looking fine as fuck in it, of course. But, um, um, and, and you know,、uh, Bill Murray as well. But it's a funny, really entertaining movie. Um, but I remember because that, you know, again, I came here in 2004 and it, at the time, you know, I was staying with my parents. I just graduated. I moved back home and, and I was working at the airport, you know, at、uh, fucking Hertz rental car. And, you know, after work every day, you know, I would come back and, you know, like on movie channels, I don't know what TV's like in America now, but at that time, you know, the movie channels, when a movie like premiered on that movie channel, it came on a fucking shitload, right? It was on like every couple of days, you know, like damn near every day you would see it for like the first few weeks or first month, it, 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 it premiered on that channel, like on Cinemax or some shit. I don't even know if Cinemax still exists. But anyway,、um, yeah, it was like so at that summer, like Lost in Translation was on, premiered on Cinemax that summer. So, like, almost every fucking day, like, you know, I was coming home, catching parts of it, catching it from the beginning, catching the middle, catching the end. And, you know, I was just getting so hyped and so emotional and so, like, fuck, I'm about to go to Japan. And, you know, that movie really, you know, it kind of. At the, I think it's beneficial because it kind of shows the spectacle that Tokyo is, you know,、um, for a person, a non Japanese person. Like everything is, it really is, my wife calls it, it's like the Disneyland effect. It really feels like you're in Disneyland and everything is so overwhelming. You know, sensor is just like sensory overload in the beginning because everything's so different, so bright, so neon. And so just Japanese. <laughs> you know, it's just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, you know,、um, and you kind of see these characters in the middle of that. And of course, they haven't, they haven't adapted to that yet. So they're just kind of like figuring shit out and not understanding shit and just, you know, and, and just like, what the fuck is going on? I don't know, but whatever, you know. And、um, yeah, it, it, it also kind of shows some of those kind of surreal moments you have here, I think, that, you know, I've had and I continue to have. I continue to have those moments. Like, I have surreal moments like almost every day, almost every week. I still can't fucking believe I'm living here. You know, I'm like, holy shit, like, this is fucking crazy, you know,、um, in a good way. You know,、uh, again, I'm so happy I'm here. And you'll get, you'll get a real feel for that watching the movie. And the funny thing is, though, like for me, I think I watched it a few years ago. You know, I watched it,、uh, I think I remember like about like seven years ago with my wife, eight years ago with my wife, when I kind of could speak some Japanese and, you know, it was interesting. And then I watched it like one or two years ago. And I was like, it was like a, <laughs> it's a totally different movie. Like, you know, because it's like, oh, they're in fucking Shabu Shabu. Like, oh, they're on the train. Like, oh, shit, they're. It's so normal to me. You know, like, what they're doing is kind of became so normal to me. Like, it, 
it changed the complete meaning of the movie for me now because I can understand what the Japanese people are saying. You know, I can understand why the foreign people are confused. I can kind of see, like, you know, all three sides, if you will the foreign person side, the Japanese person side, and the objective side. So it kind of changed the context of the movie for me quite a bit, you know, but. I, I recommend it for someone thinking about coming here to just get a feel for what the context of being in this type of situation is like. And also for Japanese people who want to get a better understanding of the foreign person's way of thinking when they come here for the first time. Like, why are they saying this or doing this? You know, why? You know, because everything's just so different for us. So that's the first one. The other one um, was fucking Mr. Baseball. And... This movie um, is with Tom Selleck. I remember watching shit when I was a kid. It's like an early 90s movie um, about a freaking baseball player who got shipped to Japan, um, you know, because he's like washed up in the major leagues. And he got, he got shipped to um, Japan um, to play for a Japanese team here. And I remember watching this fucking movie when I was a kid. And it didn't... I'm pretty sure... It, it had some... I also remember watching the show. Oh, I'm getting sidetracked again. I watched the show, the hip-hop movie, the show. Um, um, and the part where Wu-Tang Clan was in Japan had a real big impact on me, too. I remember watching that in the movie theaters as a teenager, being so fascinated that, like, the Wu-Tang Clan was in Japan, and they were on a bullet train, arguing. And, you know, I just remember being that part of the movie really sticking out to me. And I'm pretty sure like that had, you know, somewhere implanted some type of seeds of me coming to Japan. But, you know, that part of the show, I'm sure you can find it on, on YouTube. Um, the show, like if you just type in the show, Wu-Tang Japan, I'm sure it's going to come up. It's like about a good 10, 15 minute segment. It's really interesting. They just acting buck wild here, basically. But, you know, that was kind of cool. But anyway, um, the main thing to kind of study Japan is Mr. Baseball. Um, and that movie, I remember watching it, you know, um, as a kid, and I, I really didn't understand so much. I just knew that he was in Japan, and it was fucking crazy, and, you know, but watching it here, I watched it with my mother-in-law, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this movie I liked it as a kid, and we watched it. I think we rented it, because we have movie nights sometimes, or before my son came, like, you know, we don't watch movies as much anymore, but, um, and we watched it, and um, we were both cracking up laughing, because it struck me of like how fucking rude Tom Selleck was, like the American dude was, you know, and we were just like, oh shit, oh no, don't do that, fucking hell, don't put the, the chopsticks in the rice straight up, no, what are you doing, dog, don't get in the fucking bath before you wash your body, what the fuck, man, like, you know, he basically he was just doing everything wrong, and he was just being such an asshole, we both were just cracking up laughing, you know, um, again, I thought, so if you want to see what not to do, I mean, basically, he's just being a rude dick the whole movie to japanese people in japanese society you know um so but i think watching how japanese people react in that situation is quite you know a lot of those situations is quite interesting you know and i always tell people um one final gem and then we, we coming up on 15 minutes one final gem and i'm gonna get out of here um if you really, I tell people all the time, if you really want to, if you come to Japan and you want to understand Japanese behavior, when someone's doing something rude or bad or annoying or something like that, you know, that's clearly not cool, don't look at that person, right? 
in the West, we focus on the person doing some fucked up shit. Look at the people around that person. That's how you learn about Japan. That's how I really started to understand Japanese um, thinking. When I, you know, on the train was like my, my fucking classroom, right? When I saw someone doing something, like, I was like, oh shit, you know, what the fuck? He's on the cell phone. I started observing the other people, you know, and you can kind of start to pick up on their mannerisms and start to pick up on the, the old lady who's like, <sighs> you know, or who just like rolls her eyes or looks away in a certain way when she sees like, a young girl putting on her makeup on the train or some shit like that. But it kind of gives you a more feel of how Japanese people are in different situations. So um, I'm not sure if in those movies, I think in Lost in Translation, kind of, um, you can you can do that. You can, you can kind of study that way. But, you know, in the Western culture, we kind of tend, I remember watching it before, I really focused on the people, the foreign people in the situations. But if you really pay attention to the Japanese people and the Japanese reactions in a lot of those situations, you'll really pick up on a lot, you know, some gems. Um, yeah. So that's just kind of my recommendation. I really hope it helps. Um, we're about to wrap up here again. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making it. If you make it to this podcast, please, you know, make it all the way through. Please, you know, tell me what you think. Uh, again, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, if you want. I'll give them to you one more time. At Instagram is at A-K-I-L dot W-A-T-S-O-N. And um, my Twitter is at a-K-I-L underscore W-A-T-S-O-N underscore J-P. And again, I'm ice cold on Twitter. I got like, honestly, I think like eight followers on Twitter. I just made a separate account on Twitter just for because for my content for foreign people. At this point, again, I'm sorry. I haven't started my um, Facebook page yet. I really need to get on that. Hopefully I can do it within a week or so. Um, just so I can start putting up some of this. Also, uh, also, I'm working on some video. Like, I gotta figure out how to record video of this podcast. You know, video is very important as well. So, um, I need another tripod. I just need some shit. Like, I gotta just figure it out. Borrow my wife's phone. Do something. I don't know. Because honestly, I'm recording this on my iPhone with a pop filter. It's really bootleg. But, you know, we're just making it happen. So, um, just look out for that in the future. Um, when I get it all done, get it all figured out, like, I'm going to bring it to you live. Um, but until then, let me just sign off by saying thanks for listening. Love you as always. And, um, yeah, take care, right? All right, I'm out of here, and I will see you guys. Yeah. Let me, tr- let me try that again. I will see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Really, I appreciate it. Peace.